Hi, and welcome back to the weekly radio of resistance. I am your host, Tandin, a very unreliable host at times and someone who, for better or for worse, you should never trust when she speaks of future podcast episode topics in her excitement and delirium. Yes, I had planned to talk about Arthur Rimbaud. I indeed had planned to talk for hours about his poem and his view on Ophelia, about despite the differences in their elegance and the turn of phrase, Arthur Rimbaud and Charles Bukowski seem to share the same point of view on people and life suffering. And yet here I am, with nothing to say and nothing to read. Rimbaud's poetry collection and if my kindle is right, I'm 20% through Charles Kauke's poetry collection. I have to mention Bukowski's poetry collection's name here because it's the sole reason I chose the book. You guess the lonely at times it just makes sense. Indeed it is right. I'm so alone, sickly, written with nothing but anger and tiredness on my solemn bed that just makes sense. And although I don't know yet what kind of sand it is, and how that kind of sense will make me or whoever that is ever important to me feels better. So here I am, reading to you four parts from my poetry series, A Rose from My Mother, as a way of buying more time to repair her strengths your part to connect Arthur Rimbaud and Jarosz Bukowski. I do hope you like it much more than I do. And before you mention it, yes, I do know that Mother's Day had long passed me by. But my dearest audience, I never celebrate Mother's Day. The reason my comments are cliche to some of you, or all of you, but to me, every day is Mother's Day. I just love my mother too much and own my mother too much to show it to her only on one day. And thus, I put off the tradition. Instead, I do something for her in a more roundabout kind of way. Like writing poems, she'll never read, putting notes where she couldn't see, buying new clothes and bags she never touches, but just simply being more healthy. So here I am, reading to you the poems I write for her. It has come to four parts now and counting. Who knows until when it will stop. I have a strong bet that it will never come to an end because I made a promise to her that in the next life and even many, many next lives after that, I'll still choose to be her daughter. A Rose for My Mother, Part 1 I walk through a garden full of torn and sufferings, bends, bitterness, hardship, trying to find a rose for my mother. I sometimes wonder how can lie offer so little and yet my mother can offer so much. They should have given our meadows for mothers. 
There's no argument against that, although I don't know who they are. Perhaps they're the gods and goddesses that I seldom see, or perhaps there's someone, anyone really, who has the power to stop the suffering on this world. I walked through a garden full of thorn and sufferings, bands, bitterness, hatred. Yet there were no roses beautiful enough to offer my mother as a present. A present that not so much as a thank you, but more of an apology. Mother, I didn't mean to be born with mental illness, really. And in the darkest of times, I wish I hadn't been born at all. Yet the love in your eyes and the tears shy from your broken heart pick me up and pull me through. And father is old and broken as we all are. But mother, I see you there, your back to my face as you fade through the sweltering street. Just because you don't want to see me sad or depressed or whatever fancy terms people use to describe this unfathomable melancholy. I see you there as I walk through a garden full of thorn and mother. Though there are no roses grow in these gardens, I will build you a kingdom full of your favorite roses. With these bare hands, I will use the rest of my life, and the next, and the next, and the next, forever on and on, to build you a garden full of roses, where the flowers bloom all seasons and the thorn. Yes, the thorns will always be there, but they will cut me. Instead of you, a rose for my mother, part two. I collapsed on the floor with Lena Cohen on my ears. I know that some days I'll pay you back somehow, some ways. You never ask for a child like me, and even if you do, I suppose you never ask for someone. Ridden with laughter and sadness, mingled together in a basket made of unstable mental state and self-inflicted wounds. I saw you run towards me, your knees weakened with old age and your left arm without strength, and your white hair falling everywhere, and everything, everything. I can't help but thinking to myself, why you? Why must heaven, if there is one, be so cruel to you? Why must I be so cruel to you? I collapsed on the floor, half sand, half insane. Eminem blasting on my brain, and I know that I'll pay you back somehow, some days. But your knees keep growing weaker, and your arms keep growing thinner, and your hair keeps growing whiter and whiter. I can't win against time. Despite my fervent wishing, my ardent praying, and anything that anyone else would do just for God to listen, I can never be who you want me to be. I collapse on the floor, tears streaming down my face, and the national is still on. I guess all this time I never know that whatever I turn around, you will always be there. 
sad and broken and weakened by the cruel passage of time, but you will always be there. And you know what I fear most, mother, that one of these days, when I can finally pay you back, somehow, some ways, when I can finally proudly turn around, but you are no longer there. A Rose for My Mother, Part 3 I don't know what to say to you, mother, to amend your sadness and sorrow. Apologies and regards to mother seem so useless and meaningless now. The other day you told me the story about my sister, who has struggled to survive autism on her own and failing at that is now just passing through her life in a breeze of nothingness and shallow grace. You said when she was still a young infant child, she never slept, so you had to hold her up in your arm and sitting up all night, worrying that Maybe the ghosts of the world will take your child away, or the ghosts of the door will take you away. You said it was a miracle that you hadn't gone this and then, and I talked to myself, Mother, after all these years, it is a miracle that you hadn't, even once, fallen down a spiral of depression and the curse of mental illness. I collapsed on the floor tears falling down one side of my face and the first thing I see is always you there with me wake up honey wake up honey I mustered the strength I gathered the courage I unbuttoned the bravery and I bring down the savage but mother dearest mother the apologies are getting boring and Gratitude can't even get nearer to what you had then. What you had sacrificed to keep your two children alive and now, at the age of 45, you don't need no apologies, no gratitude. You only need to be free. And mother, you don't know how much I yearn to have the power to grant you that wish. A Rose for My Mother, Part 4 I wonder if you cry in the shower when you are left alone with your thoughts and there was no one around you to put on a show for a show of strength, of bravery of someone who is fearless of death and fearless of victory I wonder if you cry in the kitchen when you are alone preparing meals, making tangless breakfast, lunches, dinners, and countless other tangless meals that everyone around you takes for granted. You put in the seasonings as you put out the candles of your happiness. You often talk about your dreams of being a guiding actress, a chef, a singer, and any other roles in life other than a mother of two sickly children, a wife of an abusive and lazy husband, 
a sister-in-law of an in-law family that consists of nothing but gamblers and addicts. I wonder if you cry in your sleep when your dreams take over and you see yourself standing on a stage, finally being the actress that you are so dearly grateful, and again there'll be no one around to break the wall of the fragility of dream and reality. But the morning always come, and mother, you will always be burdened with me. I wake up from my seizure feet and see, indeed, it's true. You have always been crying this whole time, and have never been awakened enough to see your tears burning down time, crashing through dreams, tearing down walls of strength and the fragility of being human to serve me from being me. Indeed, there is no one here and you don't have to put on a show. And even if there is a crowd here, why do you even need to put on a show? Who will see it and what will they do? But as I lay there in the mudding ground, mother, there is one thing I believe. If there is only one true God in this world, My one true God is you. So that will be the end of the poetry series The Rose from Mother. As you will soon find out, the first two parts has been included in my first poetry collection, A Rose for My Mother, Poetry for the Wounded Heart, which has now been available on Amazon under the newest release when you search for the title. If you are intrigued by the first poem and has grown to be highly interested by the end of the fourth poem, you can check out the title on Amazon using the future newest release. However, I do have a little warning. Despite there is a Kindle version of the book, I highly recommend purchasing the paperback version. As for the reason why, you will understand once you check the inside of the Kindle version and the paperback version. As for my readers living in Canada, to offer my sincere appreciation, I'm giving out 50 signed copies. You only need to send your paperback copies to my address at 64400 Blue Street, Mississauga, Ontario, L5A3M8. Please be assured I am willing to pay for the postage. In regards to the update of the podcast, I do have some bad news in store, and thus I had to wait until the very last moment to talk about it. My house stay has been quite poor for quite some time now, and thus, though I'll try my best, there might be no update for radio resistance next week. But don't you worry. The resistance is still on, and the resistance is still strong. And once I come back from fighting the monster, The resistance will be better than ever. A fighting force that won't back down no matter what. An assemble of heroes and heroines who leave not because they need to, but because they want to. A resistance not to win something, not to achieve something, not to take something, no. But just to let us and everyone else off the hook. And with that, peace out. I am Tandon, and you are listening to the Radio of Resistance.